I do it constantly. So, I mean, just one kid, you know, out of eight will have holes in their pants and I just throw them away. I mean, I know I should patch them, but it's just a moving target, yeah. it's constant. So I have a trash bag by the back door with stuff to donate. Welcome to the Minimalist Home Podcast, where you can declutter your mind for a happier and healthier life. I am Robin. I am a mom to three awesome teen boys. I'm a registered nurse. I'm married to a great guy, and I have three awesome cats. But our house has 80% ADHD. So join us on our journey to understand why clutter invades our lives with a dose of light and chatty humor. Because let me tell you, in this house, since we've decluttered, life is simpler. Not 100% easier, but simpler. We are going to explore practical tips, spiritual insights, and real life stories to break free from the chaos. I'm going to have some awesome guests on and sometimes some awesome co-hosts. So hit that subscribe button as we embark on this unique adventure. Welcome to the Minimalist Home Podcast. I am so excited to chat with Lisa from the Farmhouse on Boone blog and YouTube channel today. We get into minimalism, decluttering, family living. She has eight kids and homesteading. So this has something for everybody and you are going to love it. Thank you so much for being here today with me, Lisa. Yeah, thanks for having me. I had such a good time with our conversation. I'm like, oh, we'll just continue it. <laughs> yes, it is. It's always fun to catch up with people. And I love um, just like that. I love your lifestyle, um, you know, from what I see on YouTube with you've got just I even said to my husband, like, I want to get a cow. <laughs> Which is <laughs> <a really> minimalist <laughs> because, uh, <laughs> you know we right it's it's and and the prop my problem is that he doesn't want any of the cows the chickens the ducks so if i took that on it would all be my responsibility yeah, it's yours. so uh-huh yeah so i'm not into that but i love it so you have eight children and you live on yes. a homestead you have your own cow you make your own cheese and your own butter and you do a lot of cooking from scratch which i absolutely love and i do that too and yet, and you also are somewhat minimalists. Is that correct? It's all correct. Now, I will say that right now at this exact moment, our cow is currently dry. So I'm not making butter, cheese, yogurt. I've gone through seasons like that, but I'm not currently in one. I know that's how it goes and chickens slow down with their laying and all of that. So tell me. How did you first become interested in minimalism and how has it affected your you as a homesteader and a parent of eight children? It actually makes the biggest difference ever. It really can't be overstated. I started getting interested in it probably like maybe eight years ago. I think one of the first videos I made on my YouTube channel was like a minimalist thing. I ended up going in sort of a different direction, but I wanted to share it because it really felt very impactful to me at the time. The reason I got interested in it is my house felt like too much. Like I couldn't have all of the children and all the things and keep my sanity. And it's only gotten more and more that way because now that we have 10 people, if everybody has like five coats and, you know, 10 pairs of shoes, that's literally 50 coats and 100 pairs of shoes. And so it's kind of like my lifeline. I cannot keep track of 
that many items. It's just crazy. Yeah. that And you know what? That's a really interesting point because most people watching this don't have a family that size, but still managing that amount of things is just huge. And even like in our closets, like our own clothing, a lot of people, they have like decades worth of clothing and yes. they're... They're managing and it. And even if you're not like taking it out all the time. Yes, shoes. Shoes are absolutely huge. Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of the type that has like one or two pairs of shoes that I wear them till they're absolutely like beyond anything you could wear out in public and then get rid of them and start over because I can't, I cannot have each person having that many pairs of shoes. So yeah, it's like complete necessity for me, the whole minimalism thing. And, and I also want to say like, it's sort of a essentialist or whatever, maybe not minimalist because we mm -hmm. do have like, you know, like we do have a pair of tennis shoes and a pair of muck boots because we do have a farm. Yeah. And so, you know, the kids can't wear their nice tennis shoes out, but we do keep it like as low as possible. One of the people on one of my live streams, she said the term minimalist light. And I really right. resonate yes, with that. Yes, you said that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah because like, in my like I am a person where I have hobbies like I am I'm not really a homesteader but I'm a gardener and I love cooking from scratch like I like to I yeah. always say like pasta right like I have and I like an ice cream maker and things like that like yeah and a lot of people who are minimalist they're like no I like I don't want it and I I I get that and I respect that but for me I'm like I have the like I just have like a a few things around but it's got to mean something to me it can't just be I I no longer subscribe to the like somebody gave it to me so I have to keep it thing that a lot right. of people fall victim to really. So I agree. Oh, yeah. Yes, 100% like essentialist. And, you know, like you said, your cow is not in milk, but you still have like when we spoke last, you said, you know, like yeah. you have all of the jars and you're not going to get rid yes, of that stuff. Right. No. Yeah, we'll keep yeah. that. Well, we're setting up a spot in the basement for those types of things, but we we are going to keep it because we are going to be milking her again. And so it'll make sense at some point. Totally. And I bet uh, because I have three boys. So and you have yeah. six boys, right? <laughs> Correct. So I'm yes. able to hand down a ton of things or I, I could, you know, depending on if things getting worn out and whatever. And I mean, I'm sure that that is something you're able to do a little bit with like boots and, and things like that. Oh, yeah. Too, so, yes. Whenever I'm at a thrift shop, like over the weekend, my sisters and I all went out like thrifting into antique shops. I always go straight to the boys shoe section and just if there's anything that looks nice, like a little pair of Adidas or Keens, I'll just grab them. I don't even care the size because we'll throw them in one of the bins because they wear out their shoes just so fast. And so I'm like, if it's a boy's shoe we'll use it you know no matter what size uh so you have like a large family you also have a youtube channel which a lot of people have may, may have seen but you also have a very successful blog and <laughs> you know a business surrounding all of that and i'm curious yeah. how you prioritize your time and what's important and if sort of like minimalism essentialism kind of plays a part in that Yes. So one of the things I learned early on was to start hiring for certain things. And so I've tried to get myself into more of like the working on the business, not in the business. But there are still so many things that I have to do because, you know, there just there's just is, especially with like the nature of the creative business. There are certain things that only I can do. But 
organize my time in such a way that I always have like priorities on each day. And it might not be that much, but I have two or three things that I have to get done in order to keep my content schedule going. And then if I get to other things, I usually have like a small list of like, if you have time beyond these three things, you know, you can work on this. But I've gotten really good at knowing what I can fit in each day just because I'm so used to how like the demands of the family, how much time I'm going to get to sit down and work on stuff, which isn't a whole lot. And then I know my speed. So I know how like what I can fit in it. So I try to be really realistic, but I also put like the most important tasks. I do them first. And I've gotten into good habits of that of like, I don't know, there's always a couple things on the list that I'm like, ugh, but I, I still just have to do it because, you know. Otherwise, the lesser things. I don't know, people end up wasting a lot of time in these kind of businesses, like redoing the website, like getting a new website theme as opposed to just leaving the website ugly and making more content. I'm more going to lean into something like that. I love that. And I watched a video of yours a while ago and you were do explaining how you do your to-do list on your phone just using the Notes app. Do you still do <laughs> yes. that? Yeah, I'm actually staring at it right now because if I'm on this um, podcast thing and I actually look at your face, I don't look at the right spot. So I always yeah. leave something else up so that I don't look at your eyes. I look at the camera. Mm -hmm. But um, yes. yeah, I'm looking at it right now because it's just what I pulled up. And uh, it's, it is weird. It's not sophisticated, but it works for me so well. So I've been working out of the same note for like years now. I have a Trello board too where it has the content that everybody needs to see, but then I break that whole like week and month and year view down into my Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday in my notes. And I can see exactly what I need to do today, tomorrow, uh, next week to stay on track with all that stuff that's in my Trello. Wow, I love that. And is that just one note? It's just one note. I know it's so lame. Wow. Like it's my sister's like, wait, no. but I have one sister that's very like, she's 11 years younger than me. She's very tech savvy. And she just was like, that's just weird. I'm like, I know, but it works so well for me. And this old lady's not going to change it. I love it. it. It's funny because like I have a paper planner and I forever, the only time I used a planner was when I was in university and then I stopped using one. And now I am like obsessed with it to the point where I'm going to like make one. But I, yeah. I love it. And, and I actually use my planner in conjunction with my Google Calendar Right. But that sounds I, like the Google Calendar is like the equivalent of my Trello. And then you break it down in your notebook. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I often get people who they're struggling to, they're trying to declutter their house or, you know, manage their family or both. And they're, they're like, how do I, how do I do the time management? And I love that you're like a perfect example of a person who has like a thriving business. You do a lot, you know, like when your cows and milk, you're making cheese, you're you're raising eight kids, you're homeschooling them along with your husband, and okay. you you have found a system that works. So, and and you and I, we both have systems, but they're different, and I think that yeah is lovely. And you prioritize, right? Yeah, and like I'm not going to try to talk you into my system because you have a system that's working for you. You know, like it's just yeah. whatever you get into something that works. Just do that. It doesn't have to be sophisticated because our, our brains all work differently. My sister, like she needs it to be this right thing where you like put it in and it like syncs with everybody else's calendar, whatever. <laughs> I have my very simple way and whatever works for you to keep you on track. It's so true. And I often get people who they're they're like, oh, like um, 
what do you do? What should I do for this? And what should I do for that? And I'm like, yeah, I can give you some ideas, but you need to choose what works best for you. So I totally, right. totally agree. Yes. So absolutely, minimalism, it often emphasizes the idea of intentional living. And I imagine that with your lifestyle, that intentional living is, is huge for you. Um, can you tell me a little bit about how you approach your daily routine with that? Do you practice slow living? You know, like I watch your videos and I, and I'm sure a lot of people say this, like they're really relaxing. And the one yeah. video you did, it's funny. I came across one when we dropped our son off at university and I think I told you this, but, um, and I was not expecting to be as sad as I was because he's the messiest kid and he's like ready to go. Like <laughs> often when they're 18, like they're just ready to go. So it was like, okay, good. Mm -hmm. But I, I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm now at that stage in my life where like oh, I just yes. dropped off my kid. And I got back to our Airbnb and I turned mm -hmm. on my iPad and like your video of you um, having your last son, Victor, came up and it was just so oh, soothing. Yeah. And then I just binged a bunch of your videos and I was like, Ah, so relaxing. So I know, like, of course, like, it's a video, so it's not showing, like, everything yeah. that's happening in your life, but it <laughs> looks very slow living. Do you practice slow living? I mean, I guess as much as one could with six little boys and two teenage daughters. Um, it, yeah. I definitely, there's definitely, like, I, my videos are, I, like, I, I use this loosely because, you know, I'm not artsy in that I could paint or do anything like that but like my videos are my art and I really enjoy making them and I enjoy making them beautiful and sometimes that means like silencing everything and then getting a quiet spot in my week to record a voiceover and put some pretty music on it because yeah now it's I mean we'd be we're trying to be very intentional with our schedule we don't have the kids in a whole bunch of sports we try to not you know do all the things we definitely don't but as much as like is it loud and crazy it it is <laughs> it is yeah. it's better in the summer when kids are outside all the time but yeah it's it's slowish <laughs> not at all it's not slow <laughs> i like that though because i have some dance moms in my life and they and nothing against people who do that but their their kids are in a lot of activities and fewer kids than you have and it it's a very busy lifestyle for them a lot of like running and and there's a girl um ali kazaza i don't know if you know her she is on instagram a lot and she talks about minimalism and she's homeschooled i think she's in south carolina but you know she goes through times where I think she's got four or five kids but sometimes she's like sometimes they're in soccer sometimes they sit out a season and i i really right. like that yeah. it's like what's the rhythm of the family at the moment what do we need yes exactly and we have we have one kid that we let do baseball in the summer that's a very short little summer season then we have one kid that we let actually we have two boys that we let do soccer in the fall it's like a six or eight week season we just do stuff like that and it's so low-key like i'm talking ymca one you know back-to-back -back games on a saturday that's it you know no nothing traveling we don't do anything like that and i i think you know that's that if that was a priority we probably should have had less kids because there is no mm -hmm. chance we could do that we do spend a ton of time at home like a lot of time is spent spent at home there's times that i'm like oh i haven't left this house since sunday and it's now friday um i'm just so busy in my home that that's totally fine but yeah, like I, I just think of like the fond memories of going to, play, like I remember going 
to the, I'm like, I did not, I'm not sporty, but I would, with my brother and a couple of friends, go to like the baseball pitch, I want to call it. I'm not very sporty. And, and like, just Either. playing, <laughs> like having so much fun. I would go in the woods and pretend that I had like a, I was, I was like lived there and I had like a cedar branch and was yes, sweeping the floor. We did that stuff. And it's like, <laughs> stuff was slower then, you know, now there's this, this culture of people wanting to always be entertaining kids and it's like i like when kids can entertain themselves yeah that's one benefit of having a lot of kids is they do entertain themselves they've gotten very used to it they do it together there's a lot of messes there's a lot of noise but i definitely don't have to entertain them which is really like that's really nice they definitely can play together yeah i i actually know a few people who have like one kid and they're it's so interesting because I know, like, totally call myself out here, but like, I don't love when play dates happen, especially at my house. And <laughs> they, they'll be like, people who have one kid, they're looking for people to, kids yeah. to come and play with their kid because they need them entertained. And yes. it's like, if you have more kids, it's like they can be around each other or they're happy to just like escape off on their own. Yeah. And I'm curious because, like, with, with any family, clutter accumulates really we easily. Um, especially, you know, Christmas, birthdays, a lot of grandparents and, you know, extended family, they like to give gifts, um, or kids bring things home. Like even, I know, I know yours are homeschool, but just like artwork and just yeah. so, even if like they go to a co-op or something, like they come back yes, with we, things. We get artwork from co-op and Sunday school yeah. and Awana. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just curious because like clutter can accumulate, <laughs> I mean, even just like you know, a retired couple, it can accumulate. And yeah. I'm curious, like for you, there's 10 of you. So how do you maintain a clutter-free environment in your home and on your homestead? I do it constantly. So, I mean, just one kid, you know, out of eight will have holes in their pants and I just throw them away. I mean, I know I should patch them, but it's just a moving target. Yeah. It's constant. So I have a trash bag by the back door with stuff to donate. I put stuff in the trash can. We burn things. Like I just, I'm on it all the time. Like I'll make probably I declutter something on average like two or three times every single day in my life. Most likely, it's mm -hmm. it's a constant thing. I love that. Do you have a schedule for when you take things to the donation center, or just when I'm overwhelmed with it? I just, yeah, yeah. I don't have any schedule, but we do it a lot. And I, I always like, it's such a relief. I love bringing stuff there. I just love it. I don't even know how we end up with so much stuff, to be honest, because I don't feel like I'm a huge shopper, but we still do. Like you just get things, you get, you, you know, even necessity things, like it's a constant thing with the clothing. They always need new clothing. You need to get rid of old clothing. That's just like a constant. Yeah, totally. I, I, I totally get that. Um, and a lot of times people, uh, they save things because they're going to fix them or they're going I, to yep. patch them. I used to do that. Yes. <laughs> yep. And I love that you're like, nope, like that's just not going to happen. Like it, it's it's so like you're very honest with yourself. Yeah. Sometimes my oldest daughter will do that. Like we have certain things like overalls, you know, the clasp comes off. I won't just chuck yeah. that because it's nice otherwise. And she'll sew that on for me. Or she even one time made little, like, you know, the footy part on the bottom of the PJs. 
it yes. totally like had a hole in it. And so she sewed in some jean fabric. We we do that some, but sometimes, you know, yeah. she's got stuff going on too. She has a lot of her own projects. And so if she's not available to do it like right now, I'm probably just gonna get rid of it because I don't want to see piles of stuff that I need to get working on. I don't need to, I don't need that kind of stress. Well, and and there's a thing, it's called nagging unfinished tasks, a brute or like yes. a nuts. And that <laughs> yeah. is so stressful for us. It is. And so yes. many people, like I, I talk to people and they say, oh, well, I've, I've just got that there and I think like I might fix it. I'm like, well, how many things are you planning on fixing and when are you going to do it? So I always say like, give yourself a month to do it. But really, like, I just like how you're like, no, like, it's just, it's probably Get not going to happen it. unless, unless my daughter does it. That's, a, that's awesome. Well, yeah, because oh, the worst is like something expensive. So this has happened to me twice i've had the little you know like the um little sony camera or the canon little g7x vlog camera um they're like small not the big um dslr twice and maybe even three times but two times a child has knocked over the tripod and the the lens busted and the first time it happened i sent it off it came back it worked then it stopped working the second time it happened i was like i hate to do this i mean genuinely this should not be what i'm doing right now but I cannot see this thing sitting on my desk for a year not working. I just can't. You know, I'm not I'm not going to fix it. it. If I do fix it, it's not going to work right. I stopped buying those kind of cameras because I think I lost three that way, but only two from knocking over a tripod. But those those are the really tough ones is when ben, ben. it's something like you probably could fix it, but also you're not going to fix it and it's expensive. Those are tricky, but I've gotten better about those two. Just like, I just, I know, I know I'm not going to do it. That's, that's part of minimalism, essentialism. Like I, I say like half of it is just like the peace of mind of like, just like letting something go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We actually had one time where we had something that I knew one with time somebody with time could fix and i did i gave it to my sister and she did fix it and she ended up with like a really nice espresso machine because <laughs> she fixed wow. it and i like oh, it when that works great. out with something very pricey you know and i'm like i know it's an easy fix i just don't have a saturday afternoon to take this apart and finagle with it and mm -hmm. she was able to fix it and she got to have it but some things i'm just like nobody's gonna figure this out like the um we had a robot vacuum and i love the robot vacuum i never did replace it yet because i don't really want to see it sitting in the spot that the other one sat. That's literally the only reason why I haven't gotten another one because I enjoy using it. But it kept yeah. doing the same thing. I would search the error code. I've tried it. And I'm like, after a lot of hours, I'm like, I'm. this is not worth any more time for me, even though it was an expensive thing. I enjoy using this. And I just had to get rid of it, unfortunately, because I, I can't have a broken vacuum sitting under in a very useful spot in my home. It's so Oh my gosh. And, and you know what? I, I have a robot vacuum too. And I've seen yours going like in your videos, like sometimes going yeah, by. Not for a while now. <laughs> and it was white and everything. I was like, oh, I loved it. Like, was it the one I that know. like automatically emptied? Yes. And I put a lot of mileage on it. Like in fairness yeah. to the company, it's probably one that wasn't expecting this much wear and tear. And so it probably <laughs> just lived out its happy little life. But yeah. I still felt like this could be fixed. I just don't, I'm not the person to do it, unfortunately. Yeah. And I, those situations are tricky, but I think I heard it, it was either on your channel or someone else's, but there's like the, the if this thing like suddenly disappeared, would you be happy or sad? And I try to run it past that because whenever you have one of those guilt moments of like, okay, this camera is broken, I'm not gonna be able to fix this. Or 
the vacuum's broke, I can't fix this. If it just disappeared and you'd have to make the decision, would you be happy? And yes, yes, I would. I'd be very happy. That was made for mm. me. I like that. Well, and it's interesting too, because I often talk about unitaskers, right? Like the the thing that I often use the like the avocado scoop as an example, but you know, I know yeah. that that works for some people. They have arthritis or, or well, yeah. whatever, and that that's fine, right? If you use something, great, like cool. Even like an ice cream scoop, if you think about it, like if you didn't have that, you could make do. Just that would really hurt yeah, my wrist. Yeah, you could. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, so if that broke, would you replace it? And, yes. Would you, you know, replace it? Yeah, and and even like the question I always ask is like, <laughs> if I would I buy this again? Right. Like I, I ask that all the time. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. Like if a... I was at the thrift shop and there was a broken robot vacuum and there was just a little error code, and it was five bucks and you could take it home and fix it. Would I buy it? No, I would not pay five bucks for that. Wow. Yes, absolutely. I, I think that is, uh, that's very telling for sure. Wow. So do you think you're going to get another one? So on the robot vacuum, Oh, yes. I think I would have already purchased it, but my husband doesn't really care for it. He's like, well, why would you get another one? Because he he never runs it. He thinks that they're more trouble than they're worth to like clean mm -hmm. out the filter and deal with them. I personally don't think that. I think our floors have been a lot dirtier since we got rid of it. So I guess, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. That's interesting. Um, whenever I turn ours on, my son's like, oh, no, you turned it on. It is loud. I like not it's loud, loud, but. Outer. It is, yeah. It's like a white noise. Yeah. 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 Oh, goodness. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I mean, I guess like time will tell, right? But yeah, yeah. I mean, we're making do without it. I ended up getting one of those cordless uh, vacuums, you know, which they have their own problems too, because then you have to, they have to always be sitting out. There's, we don't have a good like utility closet in our house. So that's annoying. But, you know, you have to have something to clean your floors ultimately. So it's just a matter of do I need both things? Yeah. I kind of think I do, but we're making do. And I love your little, in your pantry, your, where you make your coffee. That is, is it? I, like, I can't really drink coffee. It re I have rosacea and it really oh, messes bummer. with my skin. I love your setup. Your pantry is very, like, you, you, you use it. And that's the thing. Like, so often people, they're they're thinking like minimalism means that you just you have very little things but you have like a tidy house but you use the space and I think that's absolutely uh -huh. lovely yeah we have a house that's it's not massive but when we moved here it had a living room dining room it had a one room was like called like a sitting room because it's just a room you pass through there's no closet there's no bathroom and we, so it was advertised as a two bedroom home, but we use it as a five bedroom. We took over, like there's no dining room. We just used every square inch for our family in the way that we wanted to use it. And it works great. So you've actually been doing minimalism for, did you say about 10 years? I, I guess, I guess. Yeah. And loosely. Like sort of. Yeah. Light. Yeah. Minimalist yeah. light. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Me too. <laughs> um, okay. So how did you initially start that process? Were you like, were you overwhelmed or tell me about the sort of like what tipped that? 
trying to remember. I'm sure I was to an extent overwhelmed with it. I honestly, I don't even remember like how it started, but I probably never had too many things because when I started it, I was like maybe five or six years into marriage, maybe two or three kids. So I think it's a little bit different whenever you start this when you're 40 years old and you've had a lifetime of built up clutter. So I probably didn't really have that many things. I probably just learned the mindset and was like, okay, going forward, let's you know not let this happen. Like my kids' rooms don't have to completely overwhelm me where I have to go upstairs in our old house, you know, go upstairs every night, clean the rooms from top to bottom and it takes me an hour. That's not something that I'm, I need to do anymore. Have you been intentional with like gifts and things at Christmas? Um, like, do you have, I mean, I, I, the good news is like you do have like eight kids, so that might slow some people down a little bit. But I know a lot of people, I get a lot of comments <laughs> where people say that that their um, in-laws want to give them like tons of presents and they're like, we're overwhelmed. We don't want all of this stuff. Uh, do you struggle with that at all? Or how do you maintain toys or storage and all of that? So I don't anymore try to control in-laws and grandparents, <laughs> um, whether that be with like Smart. food, with what they give us. I just don't worry about it. I remember when my oldest was a oh. baby, somebody like slipped her a little ice cream and I'm like, what are you doing? And I'm like, that's just not going to hurt her whatsoever. Like that one mm-hmm. bite of ice cream is not going to make her break her. And as far as the decluttering or the toys, like the gifts, my kids, they're really not great with toys. I know some kids are like they remember every item they have. They like play with it. They care for it. Mine are like they play for it for a week or two and then they completely forget it exists at all. So I just declutter it anyways after the thrill has worn off. And the way that I justify this is the gift or the item that they received, it was for the fun on Christmas. It was for the fun on the couple of weeks after it. And don't get me wrong. Like if there's something they're constantly playing with, I keep it. It's not like I'm like, get rid of all your stuff. But we have certain toys they play with all, you know, all the time. And certain ones, it's very clear by the way it was left out in the yard in the rain that nobody cares about it, you know. And so I just keep decluttering. I don't really worry like what comes in. I just make sure that it only stays around if it's continuing to be useful to us oh my gosh I really like how you said that you know it was for the fun on Christmas or whatever and they that's good and it's even like the subscription toy building kits right like yeah we love those my kids love those but it's not something we're going to keep forever some of them are nicer like things that we'll keep for a little bit you know quite a bit longer but some of them are it's for the learning experience we We'll pay an admission fee to go to a pool or a trampoline park or wherever, you know, we do that all the time. And it's funny that we don't have the same thought when it comes to like a $20 toy, you know, like we paid $20 for you to have fun or whatever, you know, excitement you had for two weeks and then it's gone. You know, you expect when you go to a trampoline park, you hand over your 20 bucks that you're not getting it back. We're going to have fun. Then it's over. There's nothing coming along with you after that. But for whatever reason, when it's a physical item, we think that we didn't fully get, I guess it's because you still could enjoy it longer. And that's where our brains get like kind of confused Mm -hmm. because with the trampoline park, 
you were only ever allowed to go in there for an hour. You knew that going in. And this is like, well, but you didn't get the fullest amount of joy out of it because you still have the item. It's still here. And I think that's where I try to shift my mindset a bit. Uh, oh, I love that. That is so good. Oh, <laughs> a little cough. Yeah, somebody's got a um, cough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that is really, really very good advice. I love that. Okay, so um, what advice would you give to somebody who is interested in embracing minimalism, but they feel overwhelmed by maybe like family or if they want to homestead or, you know, have certain hobbies? What what advice would you give? I always try to to remind myself that we think items are going to make our lives better. But then when you actually take inventory and stock of how the item you've interacted with it in the last week or two, oftentimes it's making it worse. With having a large family or a homestead, it's really essential that you do declutter and only use the items that are serving that purpose because it's time consuming enough to have a large family, to have a homestead without you making it harder than it has to be. And that's always my goal with my home is just, yes, there are certain things that we have to have to manage more than you or somebody who doesn't have eight kids, but am I making it harder than it even needs to be by keeping even more than I need to have? Yes, I need a lot of items. I definitely can't like go in the, I have hundred items challenge or whatever, but I mm -hmm. shouldn't be making it any harder than it already has to be. Absolutely. Like your stuff should, should help you not like hinder you. Right. Huh? Yes. 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 I love that. Okay. So where can people find you? Okay. I am, if you like podcasts, which you're listening to a podcast, so you probably do. I'm over on the Simple Farmhouse Life podcast. I had Robin on mine as well. My main channel is Farmhouse on Boone. I have a YouTube channel, Instagram, blog, all under that name. So that's where you can find me. Yes. And lots of awesome homesteading and, and a little like lifestyle, all of that fun stuff. Well, thank you so all much. Things. <laughs> it's been so great to see you again and to chat you, with you and have you onto my podcast. It's been lovely. Thank you. Thank you.